Hi everyone, I'm Dave Baker and we're here at Meltdown Comics and this is the first episode of It's Pronounced Zine, our zine, zine comics, DIY, publishing, making podcast. I'm real excited about it. This is the first episode. I'm going to be interviewing my friend, Austin James, who's the writer and illustrator of the highly acclaimed webcomic Hollow Mountain, which is now on Kickstarter. So please go search Kickstarter for Hollow Mountain, chapter one. And uh, back that, because Austin's a a super talented guy and could use your help to print the book. Um, Yeah, check out the episode. Here comes Dave Baker with the show. Talking about paper publications, you should know. Authors and photographers that are fresh on the scene. Don't be getting twisted. Twisted. It's pronounced Z. Zing, zing, zing. 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 It's basically just going to be exactly what happened. Also, if you want to put on the headphones, you can. If you don't have to, if you don't want to. How am I benefiting from the headphones? Because you get to hear yourself, so you oh, know that if you're... Oh, no. no thanks. All right, word. Yeah, no, I don't want any... That's why I'm keeping them off, too. I want nothing to do with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just, like, puke somewhere. <laughs> I, when, I, when I put the Aristotle headphones... Aristotle will have to clean it up. <laughs> when, I put the, when I put the headphones on, I make, like, a lot of voices. Because I can hear what I sound like, so right. I'm like... And then I'm just... Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So stupid. Um, also, people tend to get very NPR. Yeah, very NPR. <laughs> very, very NPR. Um, uh, so, uh, your name is Austin James, and you make some webcomic things. You're a self-publisher, illustrator guy. What do you? Uh, what do you? What do you? What do you make, sir? What do you make? Uh, I currently make a comic called Hollow Mountain. That is online for free to read <laughs> uh, when I'm not doing graphic design illustration and when I'm not sleeping, which I don't do much of any day. <laughs> <laughs> what's, uh, what's Hollow Mountain about? Uh, Hollow Mountain is a weird fantasy thing about um, a young girl who finds a boy who is an amnesiac in the desert, and uh, she kind of takes him on alongside her quest, um, and they, they just go through a really bonkers world and <laughs> try to solve <laughs> their own situations. <laughs> so it's like Seinfeld is what you're saying? It's just like Seinfeld, actually. Good, good. Yeah, it's about 80% Seinfeld and like 20% um, irreversible. <laughs> uh so I guess let's start with talking about um, just kind of your background and like how you started drawing and you know I feel like the standard question everybody gets asked asked is like what was your first comic? I'm fine with standard. Uh, yeah, my first comic that I remember owning was um, a first edition of the when when uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was under first and they had the graphic novel mm-hmm. releases. I had. That first collection, that was the first comic I ever really remember having, which I had for a long time I carried with me. Um, yeah, yeah and those that was collections a big deal too. Those collections are really nice. Was it? Was yours the, the recolored first ones? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. It, yeah it was. Where, where, where it was like super revelatory to me because I was like, April O'Neil's black? What? Yeah, well, no, actually, in the one I had, April was white. Really? Pretty sure, yeah. Word. Sure the in ones, the first the, one. In the first, in the first editions that I had, and, you know, this is also back when printing technology wasn't mm-hmm. as great as it is now, but she, her skin tone was, like, brown. And I only knew them from the TV show. So when I found those first collections, I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. Well, she, yeah, she was black for, like, three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Eastman and Laird were like, we gotta make money. Put white people in it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I haven't seen the volume in a while because I lost... <laughs> I lost somewhere around moving, but uh, but yeah, but uh, the, but yeah, I remember being white, but maybe that's just because you got I brainwashed. Like people white, <laughs> <laughs> you got brainwashed by the by the cartoon. Uh, what about drawing? When when was the when did you start kind of drawing? Uh, I don't know. I've been drawing for a while, um, and I used to. I think I I, I used to do comics uh, for when I was a kid, where I would do. Uh, like really shitty comics and I would staple them together like just yeah, yeah. really crappy papers and I think all the comics just revolved around like whatever character and just putting them in different locations. So it was like Batman but 
in a yeah. bed. It could have been like Mega Man or something. It could have been my adaptation of a, a video game because mm-hmm. it was just like I have a space bunny rabbit. And this issue, I want to draw him underwater. And I, I don't think there was ever a plot. It was just drawing them, and which is pretty much what Hollow Mountain is. It's about just drawing these people in different fucking locations. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I guess it is, but I think there's also a lot of... Maybe that's because you've been drawing locations and scenery for so long, but I feel like there's also just, not to get super heady, but there's like an inborn narrative within your backgrounds like they're so detailed and they're so precise and everything feels so thought out that I, I I I don't I don't yeah I don't agree with the fact that it's like I'm just gonna put some characters because you know who does that Liefeld yeah Liefeld yeah. draws a guy in oh, a room yeah well I mean well part of it is uh, I mean everything's deeply kind of drenched in narrative I guess because um, not not in I hopefully not in a like terribly pretentious way but but uh, but as in like I think yeah like the environments are I I mean I say. That I'm trying to draw them in different spots because I just really like to draw environments. But but yeah, like but part of the fun of drawing environments is thinking about why they exist and uh, and also how they're serving the story. So I think that speaks to your strengths though as like a creator and not just as an illustrator or as a writer because a lot of people, especially when you're an illustrator, they write you off and they say like, oh, you're an artist, right? You because of the '90s, everyone has this bad taste in their mouth yeah, of right. like, oh, you. You Remember write. when they let artists write? Yeah, that was awful. <laughs> it was so shitty. But but like I mean, we've had conversations about like really gr- granular stuff. Like uh, for the collection of Hollow Mountain, I did a, a backup story for it, and I put these. Um, you have a, a double page spread in the book that takes place at a train station, and in the, at the train station there are these large vine covered columns that have faces on them, and. Um, I was like, ah, I'm going to draw those faces. Those are cool faces. So I, and I was like, those... Dave, what are you doing drawing those faces? Those faces mean something. <laughs> yeah, those faces go to the fucking, they're only at the fucking train station, Dave. And I was like, at first I hadn't, I hadn't thought of, like I knew that they were at the train station, but I didn't think of like, oh, this is the, in this world, this is what signage is. The yeah, signage right. is just like a fucking face carved in something, which yeah, I think is, is so. That is the iconography. Yeah, it's basically the metro symbol for. Yeah, I, and I think yeah. that's fucking awesome and super smart. And then I was instantly like, "Yeah, I meant to do that." Uh, yeah, there, he's well, yeah. go, he's well, going. He's going to the metro <laughs> station. He's going to the train. Yeah. I meant well, to you do it. To- totally drew it in its appropriate place. Funny <laughs> enough. Yeah, so that worked out. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think that there's a lot of little details like that. That especially when someone who draws and write something, you, you don't... Like, if someone were to come to me, like, if you were writing something, if we worked on some project together, uh, and you wrote it and I drew it, and you said, yeah, make sure to put this in the background, the first thing that would be out of my mouth is, fuck you, bro. Yeah, right, yeah. Like, I'm not... No. I'm gonna draw the backgrounds the way I want to draw the backgrounds. I'm gonna flush this out and be the designer. Like, don't don't fucking tell me everything, little detail about sure, this world. Sure, yeah. I think, um... Yeah, with that, I mean, I've had experience both writing my own shit that I draw and also drawing under a writer and uh and the yeah it's it's weird when uh folks tell you like a little bit too much of information and you want to um but um also at the same time I mean you kind of I kind of respect when a writer has as long as a writer gives me enough freedom so that I can interpret like, Yeah I, I mean details, there's a difference I think, but like, I I would think there's a difference between being Alan Moore and having a concrete idea of what you want. Sure, yeah. So, you know, Alan Moore wrote 35-page panel descriptions. Like, right. that's not doing anyone any good. Yeah, well, I think as long as there's a sort of leniency, like, I don't, um, like, I, I don't really mind the information. Because um, I, like, I like understanding a writer's perspective mm. on something. So if the more details, the better to me. But uh, Which is funny, because I'm the exact opposite. Like, mm. I don't want to know that stuff because that stuff then makes me kind feel of like your perspective yeah and i feel beholden to it and sure. i feel like when someone writes which is the main reason why i don't work with writers anymore like yeah it's tough <laughs> like i really just i mean for me personally i've done it multiple times i've drawn whole ogns that other people have written and it just bums me the fuck out yeah and sure. life is too short for me yeah it gets str- well yeah hollow mountain actually came out of that because i'm um in a collaborative comic that i've been working on for a while um and uh that i i'm drawing um from a a friend of mine 
uh, who's riding and, (laughs) 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 but, uh, but yeah, I was kind of feeling, uh, really, restricted and I had to take some time out and do like pages in between Mm -hmm. of something that I was writing and those Um, pages are fucking crazy too because you're like rendering the fuck out of like wolf hair and like that dude's uh, beard like uh, yeah like for me that's the stuff that goes out the window initially whenever I'm drawing someone else's script like it's just inherently not going to be as good because I just don't give as much a fuck and when when you showed me those those Timber Ridge pages I remember being like oh my god like this is not only is this insane, like, it's very well drawn, but it's insane that it's drawn off of someone else's script. Right. Just because I feel like you and I are kindred spirits in a lot of ways, and we have a similar sure. approach to things in terms of, like, we have a distinct point of view, we're both writer-artists, blah 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 mm. jerk-off, jerk-off, jerk-off. Yeah. But you know I'm what I'm saying? I'm jerking off right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, well, that, that comic, too, is... I mean, I wouldn't be doing it if I didn't... Uh, we went through... Uh, I think when we first collaborated, um, the guy's name is Drew Klein, um, and he first approached me um, on commission to do a comic, and he had a he had a a script that I basically agreed to because I was just like a fuck up in a hut, and he found <laughs> me because like I, I was just like just like a, Alan Quartermain and Le- the Legend of Extraordinary Gentleman, trying to like make money um, drawing um, in between like just being like a waste of life <laughs> so i i was fortunate enough to meet somebody who wanted to pay me to draw at that time when i wasn't really getting any work and i agreed to his script and then our relationship has changed over the years because <laughs> uh, we first started collaborating on that script and then as we were doing that um funny enough he got a n- he, he was working on a new script and i was like holy shit this is up my alley um it's not typically something i would draw it was like a thriller um, in Alaska, <laughs> and uh, and it's I mean it's like the complete opposite of something like Hollow Mountain, uh, but but yeah we uh, we we uh, I, I was like hey man I dig that and then I started working on it and I started working on that when I got my shit together a little bit at least I think a little more now uh, but uh, but yeah um, and I I really loved the script so I wanted to do it justice and I and I also I feel like it, it's hard to. And when you say, like, putting extra details in or whatever, it's something that I think is necessary. Um, and also the tone of the book. I've, I'm working on a different, a completely different style uh, than Hollow Mountain because it fits that tone. Yeah, it's a um, lot grittier and it's a lot right. more realistic and it's a lot more grounded where you're Hollow Mountains. But, it's, but even so, though, like, Hollow Mountain is realistic in its own way. Like, it has its own, like I said, inborn logic. Like, Nicholas isn't exactly, like, a photorealistic person, but those backgrounds are more realistic than you know fucking greg land's traced bullshit (laughs) well i could only aspire to be greg land (laughs) (laughs) comics his own greg land (laughs) yeah well it's funny because i um a lot of like the first chapter um nicholas was uh traced from a lot of porn stills (laughs) 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 but but no uh yeah um well i i think a lot of the aesthetic of hollow mountain is something that um um, it's inspired by um, a lot of uh, 80s animation stuff, and I love like really painterly backgrounds with sort of loose characters. And mm-hmm. uh, I also like um, it's really fun drawing a character uh, that is a bit more um, is a bit more of a caricature and is a little have. And it's not really a style I've worked a lot with up until now, up until the last couple years, but. Um, so yeah, yeah, the car- the characters in Hollow Mountain are a little cartoony, but I can't help but get a little too fucking ridiculous with backgrounds, drawing fucking and, petals and, and plants and, and things. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about the style thing you just brought up, where it's kind of like, well, let's, let's two things. One, talk about the the evolution of the style um, from the first time that you did it. To the second time you did it, because Mister Mister Austin here did how many pages? Twenty something pages of uh, Hollow Mountain. Yeah, I did twenty three pages. Twenty three pages. Yeah. So he. It was called Blue Sunrise at that time. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I first met you, it didn't even have a name at all. No, yeah, it didn't. It didn't yeah. have a name at all. Yeah, and... I think fifteen pages later it had it. <laughs> <laughs> so you drew twenty three pages, and then you decided that you're going to put it in print. And then you redrew the entire first issue. Right. Yeah. Well, how how Hollow Mountain started was um, I was in 
a grind of doing a lot of shorts. Uh, this is when I was working on Timber Ridge, that other comic that I'm working on with Drew. And, uh, and I needed kind of an outlet to write and draw something. So I was just doing a lot of shorts to kind of sate that. And, uh, and then uh, Hollow Mountain started as a short that was just kind of a gag that was sort of like a surreal take on weird children's TV shows. Uh, and then I, it planned on, I, I plan on it being just a, a, a few pages, maybe eight pages or so. And then um, I ended up getting uh, really immersed in the mythology and I built the world up so much that I couldn't really leave it. So I kept writing and drawing and then I ended up being... 20 some pages <laughs> and then uh, and I was and I didn't really see an end in sight <laughs> uh, so I started thinking long term um, part of that was planning to print it um, and how I had drawn it initially wasn't really framed within print or how I would like it to be printed yeah you it was drawn slightly larger than the 11 by 17 that traditionally yeah, print well, it was shorter. Drawn. It was drawn on eleven by like fifteen boards, I mm. think. Uh, so, um, but yeah, without any bleed in mind or anything, mm. and uh, but also just yeah, how I would like to do a book is was not within those dimensions. <laughs> and so, I, and uh, but also I saw a, a chance to um, kind of reevaluate the things that I had drawn prior, um, because with with that larger scope, then I could kind of so i just said fuck it and <laughs> ditch which those pages um which you know cost me like something i guess time uh, but um but i'm not on a deadline for this and i really wanted it to be you know something i mean i've expressed that to you before that i think you're fucking crazy and i totally mm -hmm. would have just used those pages right. but uh i think that's it's incredibly admirable that you were like i want to do this the right way yeah. well also the character models have changed drastically since that first draft was um, and was that when you started redrawing it so you were you went in saying okay these are the dimensions that i want to do it with the end goal of printing it in mind and these this is the checklist of things that i don't like and this is the checklist of things that i'm gonna kind of re-edit yeah sort of yeah but i mean yeah basically but the yeah and the i mean the, and the character models changed uh well like their outfit uh, some of it i couldn't bring myself to change too much like the outfits because i already kind of got to know my characters in mm -hmm. those outfits so i couldn't i felt weird changing anything too drastically but but just the model of how i interpreted them changed uh because um well actually it came from because in the original draft i had done this sequence because in the, in, in the first round i it, i was just fucking around wherever i could because i was just kind of exploring like an ebb and flow uh, idea thing that was going and uh, and there was a dream sequence in the original where like the characters were reinterpreted in like much looser cartoony versions of themselves mm -hmm. and uh, and part of that interpretation I took with me in the new one because I was like oh shit I kind of like them better that way mm. um, so I found a middle ground when I redrew it and did the, does that fold over to your layouts and how you approach those too? Because some of the layouts in the you know Hollow Mountain volume, the one everyone sees, <laughs> the layouts are just insane and super complex, and some of them are more streamlined and simple. Where the original draft was a little bit more complex in some areas. Yeah. Like how um, does that? Do yeah, I think I had. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a middle ground now because the the I was really trying to go. Um, Mobius without ever being able to be Mobius in my garage, <laughs> like just trying to fuck around and be and have fun with it and see what I could do with the medium, mm -hmm. um, because I didn't really think too much into it at the time. It was just an exercise doing that comic. Uh, so now, as I've I've gone back to it and it is what it is now, um, I felt like I had to kind of uh, be slightly stricter, um, but. Also, I wanted to have the same spirit of when I could like explore like a shit ton of weird ideas, but um, but yeah, I wanted to be cohesive a little bit and not not be completely nuts. So I, I kind of go a little out there. I think hopefully not too out there. I don't think so. No, not at all. But I think that there's definitely like you can see that the person drawing this is like. 
they're they're unhinged a little, like yeah, in the, in a good way, in yeah. the in the Jeff Darrow way of like you know, there's that one page uh, that I completely ripped off in my short where it's the the fucking grid and I'm miming with my hands. Right, this is yeah. such good radio. It's hard to even say <laughs> when people actually get to say your hands. It's a weird like thing to explain that, um, that composition. Yeah, but like that composition in itself is like so smart and so simple, yet at the same time so complex that. I feel like regardless of artistic ability, that layout in itself, w- you you would look at that and be like, oh, this person, they know, they, they're thinking things. They're trying to they're, do something. They're trying to do things. No, but I think there's yeah. so many fucking people, especially in comics or in indie comics or in self-published stuff where it's the, the, the focus isn't on experimentation and permutation of medium. It's on... Let me just get up and do the dance. It's can I put people in boxes sure. and put those boxes on pages and put those pages in a book and get that book out. Right. Um, yeah, and there's different different ways of exploring the medium. Obviously, you don't have to go like balls to the wall, and it's not always fitting for a comic. And I respect. Um, yeah, I mean, Suicide I, Fortress is like the complete opposite end of the spectrum, but it's the same idea in terms of us sitting yeah, I mean, there and it, trying to be do something different. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it's but it's totally like. Um, High concept shit, though. Oh yeah. yeah, it's not like it's not like you know. <laughs> well, I just did some spreads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was, absolutely. It was based on a high concept. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think. I mean, I, um, I don't know. There's different ways to do the comic medium, but I think one of the coolest parts about comics that I always like doing is that that I get the most out of is just trying to find new things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty. Is, do, you, do you go into pages saying I'm trying to do something new, or no, do you? No, God, no, that'd be suicide. <laughs> yeah, you can. I, mean... I kind of do though. I just sit there with that circ- that template, that square template, and I'm like, what's? How many panels can I cram into this in a new way? Yeah, I don't know. I can't. I can't. I feel like that's like. T- I mean, I need to like keep. I, I like. I want it to be as organic as possible, and I want it to. Um, I don't want to feel burdened by like trying to do something new. Like if I'm. Because I've done that. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. I've fucking done that. Like, I'll be... Because I'll feel like I'm getting in a grind where there'll be a few pages and I'll be like, I haven't done anything really fresh in a while. <laughs> so uh, I'll try, like... I'll be like, well, what could I really do? Like, maybe... Because uh, I, I think a good exercise sometimes, too, is just to think about your layout. It's just like when you write something. It's like you ditch the first idea and you, you know... Mm-hmm. You, you know, you try the fifth or sixth or seventh. Um... Uh, or but you know the same goes for layouts or drawing like how can I make this more interesting mm-hmm. like because you you draw something and I've scrapped I'm really bad at just going back to that like first round of comics I mean I, I've just like 90% finished pages and then ditched them just because I've got an idea that I think makes the page a lot better mm-hmm. um, because like if you but yeah start it sometimes you have to sit back and think like like if you want if you wanted to look different than and just do something different like how can this be different how can and also how can you tell the story better and you also if you're gonna do weird shit it still has to read mm-hmm. you know I yeah mean, absolutely one of the most important parts about comics i mean if you could tell any uh comic artist from another and what who's better than who's like a big part of that is um always like how you read the story <laughs> you know mm-hmm. if you can read the damn thing and if and how well it reads you mm-hmm. know so you can be, and the and the best shit you can do is be f- completely fucking bonkers with a page, but for the page to actually still read. Like if if someone came in and they had only read you know two comics in their life maybe, and they looked at your really weird fucking page, and they could still kind of get something out of it without just being like, Ugh, what? <laughs> you know. No, I think that's also something that I am not good at. Because I'm, I'm, I'm almost, like, confrontationally, like, I think weird is the wrong word, but I'm confrontationally attempting to do weird shit or new shit sure. or whatever. And I think that sometimes my desire to put literally 150 panels on a page takes away sometimes the readability. Like, there doesn't need to be 40 panels of this yeah, guy's eye blinking over and over yeah, again, well, you know? even if you did 40 panels of someone blinking, you could still have that idea with, with it still, like, communicating to someone, mm-hmm. you know? Um... Yeah, I think there's always a way, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know, even the most weird abstract comic someone gets. I don't really know what my point was in that, because <laughs> obviously, I mean, readability is key, and but someone's always going to pull something from it. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of just, like, talk myself into a knot there. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of 
uh, pulling something from, you know, finding lessons in those things. Uh, you, we just talked about how you, you know, shot yourself in the foot and then decided, oh, I'm going to take the time and bandage this up as an intent, instead of running the rest of the race. Um, I think a lot of people struggle with just, like, figuring out how to start. Was there anything specific that was your catalyst in terms of I need to, was it the Drew stuff of him hiring you? Or, like, how did you kind of get over, oh, God, I need to do this as opposed to wanting to do that? Because I know for me it took me... Comics? Yeah, it took me forever to figure out how to, like, actually sit down and just make the thing as opposed to being like, one day I will draw. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I've had a long, long history of tragedies of, like, just never actually executing comics but attempting to. I mean, I did. I... Um, well, I think a large part of it is because I was, I, I mean, I mean, the, always the don't <laughs> to comics is don't start with long format, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. write shorts and whatever. And I think whenever I started writing, I always ended up, even if I was avoiding it, I always ended up going into long format. And, uh, but I also started writing a lot of long format shit that would like, I would get into it, and I'd be like, ooh, here I am again with some long story, and then I would be working out concepts and script forever, and uh, and, it, and it was torturous, and then, like, getting to that point of starting after you've built yourself up, after not really having a history of doing it, you know? I mean, because comics is a muscle, and uh, and I think I got inspiration from a lot of artists I followed that were doing... Uh, that were executing comics in a way that I wasn't aware of could be done, which is like doing things like, uh, um, well, like again, being introduced to Mobius was a big thing, and just how uh, something like Airtight Garage happened, which uh, obviously he wasn't like any sort of novice at that point, but uh, um, but yeah, just doing say a comic unscripted and just working out a comics muscle and learning how to tell a story. Um, that was something I figured out because I, I had been writing a comic for a long, long time and then I kind of dropped it and then I started a few exercises where I was just doing pages and pages with no real narrative game other than what I was, you know, working out. You mean like, uh, I'm going to practice drawing buildings. No, well, okay, so I, I had done, I think, before I started getting paid to do comics, then I was just kind of screwing around with a comic where I would start from point A and I'd be like, okay, this dude is gonna be launched out of an alien vagina and then where does he go from that alien vagina, you know, and then you just draw the pages where this guy's trying to figure out his way and then you write the narrative, which is how Hollow Mountain started was kind of that same feeling it was like, okay, start with the kid that has to do this and then what's he run into this and what's that turn into that, you know, and then Eventually, you fill in the gaps, um, but it's fun and it's it's writing therapy and it's comics therapy. Is 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 your process for Hollow Mountain that reactionary in terms of uh, still now? No, nah, not anymore. Really, I I want I wanted it to be really bad, um, but I kind of got way too deep into the narrative. Where now I feel like I have a lot of responsibility to it. Uh, so now, but I try to keep it loose so I, I feel like I, I'm still excited about it like I can improvise um, so pretty much how it's written now is I've <clears throat> I obviously have uh, what's what I what I done did and then <laughs> I have my end my end goal I, I know where it ends and I know a lot of major I know all the major beats along the way and is this written in an outline or is it just in sketchbooks oh it's like a nightmarish thing <laughs> of like of three different books that's like just written in notes and then a couple word documents <laughs> but, but yeah there's it's it's not pretty <laughs> the as long as it makes sense to you though yeah yeah but uh, yeah if, if i died tomorrow and and with my dying words i was like someone please continue hollow mountain that poor bastard would like pick it up and just be like, dude, I'd fuck his dead body. I can't <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't be publishing a Tintin Alfart of your uh, yeah. of your sketchbooks. No, absolutely not. It's it looks like uh, it's like Klingon. <laughs> it's Klingon and Greek combined. <laughs> Kapla. <laughs> Were your uh, were your was your family supportive of comics? Did they did they know the life of poverty and hardship <laughs> in store for you? Uh, uh, well, I grew up with my dad. And he, 
he oddly had he usually I drew a lot of monsters and weird creatures uh, growing up, and for some reason my dad had a strong aversion to that. He's, <laughs> he really he was he was also an artist, and he was really into drawing um uh, technical things like engines and motorcycles and cars and car parts. <laughs> and uh, I think he wanted me to draw more of that, and he wasn't into what I was drawing, so he never really encouraged me a lot, oddly, <laughs> to draw. Um, and but uh, but with comics, he had uh, like five comics, or maybe three. Doesn't matter. Probably not. <laughs> that he gave me at some point that he had had for years. I remember one was a Supergirl comic. Um. And he had been holding these forever. I don't know why it took him so long to give them to me. Because I had already owned my Turtles graphic novel and then a bunch of Archie comics and, like, Disney comics. <laughs> like, weird shit. Simpsons comics. that The comics that he would allow me to get. Um, and then he gave me a Supergirl comic and a Fraggle Rock comic. Yeah, Fraggle Rock. something else. High-quality yeah. comics right there. But those were comics that he gave me, out of, but that, that I think that was the end of the dialogue about comics, were those couple weird comics he gave me. Was um, he was he religious? No, he's just a weird dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was definitely not religious. He had a lot of fuck Jesus conversations with me. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a weird guy. Spiritual or just like straight, like atheist, like organized religion? No. No, he, he just... He was convinced Jesus did something really bad to him personally. It had nothing to do with Christianity. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Not joking. <laughs> one time, but Jesus. Yeah. No, actually, I think because uh, I I went to um, a private school, and I think he had an issue with the school that was probably tied to him having to pay for the schooling. Yeah, and uh, and he just had a bitterness toward the school, which. Tied, tied into him denouncing religion. <laughs> and it was simply probably that he was like, fuck it, I can't pay for my kid's school and they wouldn't let me go there for free or something. <laughs> and he was like, well, screw it. <laughs> I don't believe in Jesus. <laughs> was that ever Was that ever something that, like, my, my mom's an artist. She, like, runs a theater company. She was always super supportive. And, like, even though there was no fucking money, no money in comics, she was like, go out, do it, make the comics. You'll figure out how to make money. It doesn't matter. Like, and without that support, I think I probably still would make stuff, but I, I don't know if I would have the unrelenting, like, suicidal, like, <laughs> I'm gonna make shit no matter what the cost! Like, her support meant a lot. Did that, did him not necessarily encouraging have the opposite effect, where you're like, fuck you, I'm gonna do this! Yeah, um, both my parents are fucking crazy, so <laughs> I don't think I took much, um... And what was going on with their advice? Like, <laughs> like I, I just kind of moved on. I think a lot of that was too uh, because uh, my, my upbringing upbringing was so strange and not really supportive that it their 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 support was never really a part of what I was doing. Mm. Um, yeah, so mm. somehow I stumbled into wanting to do comics. I, I don't know why that stuck, but. Do you ever do you remember when uh, you were like first like I'm gonna fucking do this? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's weird. I can't think of when I really, really wanted to do comics. I don't know what really. Say it just felt like it was kind of part of me for like a while. Yeah, I just drew them for even before I really understood comics or even was able to read a lot of them. Uh, I just really liked the medium. I think uh, I was kind of the same way. Like I didn't really. I didn't really have access to a lot of comics growing up, and part of that being I didn't know a lot of people. Like, I didn't have a lot of friends my own age. I didn't boohoo me, friends. No, but I didn't, I didn't have a lot of nerdy friends. It's I had okay. like I didn't have friends either. <laughs> like uh, most of my friends, ironically enough, were like my sports friends, like the kids I played baseball with or whatever, mm-hmm. and like. Traditionally speaking, yeah, I didn't at that to be into sports. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of like aggression. I had a lot of like you know, uh, adrenaline that, like, needed to get out, and since it's not appropriate for a seven-year-old to fuck someone, like, I had to figure out some other way of getting that out. Yes, our <laughs> which was... seven-year-old lifestyle is much different. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like, I, I read, like, Tintin because they had it at the library, and I didn't really know that it was a comic. I just knew I liked boy detective stuff. Right. Yeah. And, like, my mom got or it. just boys and detectives. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, and, and so I, 
as a kid, we just like I would read these Tintin things over and over and over and over and over again. I would check them out from the library, like every you know time we go to the library, I'd cash three in and get another three out. And um, after reading those, to the point where they just fell apart. Like I was the only one reading them at the fucking mm. Pima County Library in Tucson, Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> but I just destroyed them, and so my mom was like, "Hey, we're in Borders." You want some Spider-Man comics? Because they had like a pack of the Identity Crisis era Spider-Man, where he was That's like a split step down at that point. <laughs> yeah, for real. And it was, uh, <clears throat> it was you know the the Identity Crisis era where he was Dusk, Ricochet, Hornet, Prodigy, and Spider-Man or whatever the fuck yeah, the other I think one. That's about when I was knew about Spider-Man. <laughs> and I was like, this is so weird. I want to like this. I don't know what the fuck is happening. <laughs> yeah, um, I think that's something that you don't. Uh, I was thinking about this other day about like when I had comics and when I got into comics is like when you would pick up an issue, you know, that would be because I remember when I would get comics from the grocery store, like weird. Yeah, yeah, I did the same thing. Yeah, and, uh, or just uh, I don't know if you were ever exposed to this, but at the dollar store they had packs of old Image comics. Yeah, yeah, and and Marvel ones too, where it was like seven issues of random like Cable and yeah, X Force yeah. bullshit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah we got my. Those. I got those at like Costco and like Valiant and shit. Too, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I would have those and I'd just get pieces of a comic that I had no idea what the fuck it was about. It didn't really matter. Yeah, you know? but but yeah. yeah, I think that was a large but that's something i like miss it's like kind of it's kind of like running into a show on syndication or something you know just mm-hmm. like picking up in the middle and just like not knowing what it's about uh, and especially because like the syndication thing is made so that you should be able to figure it out where right. it comics especially at that time in the 90s where there was you know 12 part crossovers where even right. if you did have three issues of cable you would have to have read issues of X-Men and X-Force and Excalibur and right, fucking, yeah. you know, the Wolverine solo book in between to be able to piece together what the fuck was going on. Yeah, I don't think I was even trying at that age. I was just, like, looking at the pages, you know? <laughs> like, I, I, it, I was because it was so confounding to me. Like, I had a couple X-Men comics, and it was in the whole era where the, it was, like, Claremont and Salvador La Roca when they were going to kill uh, Senator Kelly. And my first X-Men comic... <laughs> fucking Charles Xavier is in the danger room in a swimming pool with trapeze over the swimming pool swinging from trapeze with his legs belted together and I had seen the TV That'd show be great if he was swinging and he had his chair attached to it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I knew that he was supposed to be in a wheelchair but rude I knew that he was supposed to be in a wheelchair because I had seen the show um, but I had no real understanding of anything in the comics other than like I knew who Wolverine was and like Senator Kelly who the fuck is this guy what is happening this is so weird and I had a subscription model where they sent three issues of the X-Men to my house and they were so strange that when they stopped I kind of didn't ask my mom to like buy more of them I I just don't even know what the fuck is happening (laughs) I feel good where I'm at right now (laughs) yeah let's not move on from there but which is so strange though because I like cherished them and I had like a shoebox where I kept all my comics and I was like these are my comics yeah yeah me too one day I will make them mine are all over the place because I had well again my dad was really weird about what I could have and he thought like it was like um, which is weird because I grew up watching stuff like Robocop and Predator and Terminator but then when it came to like certain things like comics like i had like weird donald duck comics and stuff and sonic the hedgehog that was the stuff that my dad was like hey you can get those comics because those are okay for you and then we'll go home and watch robocop (laughs) 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 i don't know what he what vile thing he thought could possibly be in comics but yeah uh, but then i would occasionally get weird shit like like i said the weird bundle packs of Mm -hmm. like weird valiant image stuff and x-force and things like that um but yeah, yeah, all that weird, weird stuff. But I'd be completely fucking lost. And then at one point, I don't know. I think the first time I started reading a series, like issue by issue, was Spawn. I have no idea how that even got started. But at some point, I was buying. I I, I finally found a comic shop, and I would buy like every issue of Spawn, and that was exciting to me. <laughs> Spawn was one of the first single issues I bought too. Uh, the first book i went out and like actively tried to find was uh wizard did a write-up on an indie book 
called Silencers that Moonstone published, which was basically, what if the mob's hitmen were supervillains? So, like, these supervillains try to leave the mob. It's like a Mark Miller story. <laughs> yeah, but it was actually really fucking good, and not Mark Millery, because Fred Van Lenty wrote it, um, and Steve Ellis drew it, um, the High Noon guy. Um, but, yeah, the, the, it was the first comic that I was like, this sounds like something I want to read that is not like Batman. I'm going to go try and find this. Yeah. And I went to like three different comic book stores. We were in Phoenix for some reason. On no silencers? No silencers anywhere <laughs> because it was Moonstone and nobody bought fucking Moonstone books. Nobody? Um, really? Nah, dude. Aren't they hot right now? No. What are they doing? <laughs> no. No. You, <laughs> no. Okay. No. Must be mixing them up with somebody. <laughs> um, so stupid. Uh, do you do you have goals for where Hollow Mountain's going in the near future? You have like specific milestones you're hitting. Pretty much fucking finishing it is the main goal. Yeah, uh, doing that. Uh, but does that does finishing Hollow Mountain mean wrapping up the first one, or does that mean like fit like the first collection? The yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Right now, it's uh, there. There's going to be a Kickstarter launching soon. That's going to be uh, the first chapter of the book, and uh, there's going to be. Right now, it's projected to be four chapters. Might be five, <laughs> or six. But uh, um, yeah, I want to. Do I want to print each chapter as a small collection and then ultimately put the dang thing in a big book, whether it's published by somebody else or myself. Um, but yeah, I just want to kind of tie that up. But I have a lot, too, that I think I want to continue screwing around with, with the world. Um, but there's one major arc that I want to tie up, ultimately, in a book that mm -hmm. contains all those chapters. Uh, but yeah, that would be the main goal, is just get into that first book. And then... Uh, but yeah, there's a lot I want to do with it. Uh, but yeah, the main goal is just finishing it and seeing it. And also, obviously, I've just one of the reasons why it's for free on the web is I just want people to read the damn thing. Mm -hmm. So the more people that read it, the better. What's the uh, What's the URL? The URL is insidehollowmountain.com. Oh snap! We probably should have said that at the beginning. Yeah, it's fine. Should've. I'll repeat it like three more times, like. <laughs> in mid-conversation. Right, yeah. Well, yeah, when my dad touched me as a kid, InsideHollowMountain.com. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, that's where the title really came from. He's like, <laughs> we're going inside your hollow mountain right now. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know what my hollow mountain really is. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you struggle with the idea of failure? Uh... I I uh, I don't really know what my definition of failure is. I think there's a lot of abstract ideas um, of failure that I entertain a lot. Um, but uh, yeah, which pretty much. And well, the the good thing about comics is uh, that I can just do the shit, like no risk. I can make this comic, and whether. Nobody reads the fucking thing, and I do, say, 200 pages of comic. Nobody reads it. No one gives me money. I can still pay to get the damn thing printed, <laughs> and I can do the work, um, you know, with the job that I have that pays for the thing that I do with comics. And, uh, and I can still hold a book in my hand that I drew, like, after that's done. So that, that really, um, I mean, that's, you know, I can't fuck that up. Mm -hmm. Really, unless I somehow like just don't get work and I'm homeless or something, you know, <laughs> then I'll draw on newspapers and try to bind that <laughs> something. Use semen to stick it together. But yeah, yeah, it's fine. It'll work. It'll work fine. <laughs> but yeah, I think that uh, the the opposite of that is just more of just like wanting some sort of success out of it more <laughs> than failure. And so is is that something that you think about a lot? Yeah, more. Of, but I mean, not success in a way of like really getting. Uh, rich or famous off it but I would just like uh, I don't know it to be able to be in you know stores and stuff that I want I want I want people to read the damn thing like more than a couple people you mm -hmm. know and I think that's and be able to have a dialogue with people that are also creating you right know? be a be a, be a part of a peer group sure yeah which seems really sad like <laughs> yeah. I don't like being part of a weird club or something but you know it's like nice to share uh, one of my favorite things is just meeting people that are doing comics and be like, you! 
and being able to share making comics, you know, and, mm-hmm. the, and it'd be nice if I, you know, met people and was able to have a dialogue about like yeah. comics we're doing without having to be like, hey, yeah, I do a thing, uh, just, you'll see it and maybe I'll talk to you on Twitter or something, you know. I mean, I feel like that's either, either it's a very beautiful thing or it's very sad, but I feel yeah. like 90% of our conversations are, look at this thing I'm making. Yeah, sure. Well, yeah, not that I need validation necessarily, but, I, you know, it's nice to share your experience. Yeah, especially because comics is, not only is comics a weird, like, sub-ghetto of <laughs> the art world, but then also making comics is, like, a weird thing that not a lot of people understand or, yeah, like... Yeah. It's, it's like you're just drawing photos and putting them in the fucking computer, right? You're just dr- photoshopping them, right? Yeah, one of my favorite things is like like catching an Uber, and usually there's like this small talk Uber when they're like, so uh, what do you do? What are you going to right now? And if it ends up involving something about comics or the fact that I'm doing a comic, um, if I'm in a talking mood with the Uber driver, then mm-hmm. it's like usually... It's really funny hearing the Uber drivers' questions about comics, you know, um, because that's such an outsider perspective on comics, and everyone's got like a really bizarre perspective on what comics are. I think the 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 story I always tell about that, which is, is so soul crushing to me, and still kind of also funny, is I uh, I was in the doctor. The, uh, the inside a doctor. It was inside a doctor. We were having all kinds of like, sex. Like fantastic voice. I was in. I was in, I was in a doctor's <laughs> office. I was waiting there, uh, and the the doctor comes in, uh, starts inspecting my heart because I got the heart heart fun stuff, <laughs> and he's like, "So, uh, what do you what do you do?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm, I'm a writer." And he's like, "Oh, what do what do you what do you write?" And I'm like, "You know, movies and stuff and comics, comics." Well, that's a dead art form. <laughs> and I I get that like. Every, it's either like, oh, you make graphic novels. I don't think or, I've ever heard someone say something that blunt. <laughs> like it's every time, it's like, oh, that's a dead art form. That's great. You're keeping it alive. You're like a monk. I'm like fuck off. They come out every fucking week. <laughs> you just must have some terrible aura, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe that is me. Maybe it is. I maybe don't you fucking just look know. Like a martyr. Or something. <laughs> Do the Jesus Christ. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. So, uh, in terms of Hollow Mountain, you want it to be read by people. I think that's a completely doable goal. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you spend, like, so many hours of your life, I mean, I think just most you can ask for is just share something. I'm not, I mean, I, the most, I, I do the shit for me, you know? Mm-hmm. I, like, I, I like making it, and I'm, I'm like, the biggest deal to me is just having the book eventually. But, yeah, outside of that is just being able to share it with a lot of people. I still don't even know why that is, because I don't really know what I get out of it entirely. <laughs> but I think it's just kind of a, like an like a, know, an inherent part of you. I love it, man. I mean, I, that's the that's the best part is communicating. Like, it sounds so cheesy, but every time somebody comes up to one of our booths at a con and then leaves with a book, like I always take a picture of them before they leave because part of it's you know it's the cynical you know millennial I have to document everything and you know publicity and people but see yeah, that and you means get to spread your seed yeah but there's like a there's like a goodbye to it there's like a, this I made this thing this is my little baby and now it's gonna go live with you and you're gonna raise it and it's gonna live inside your head right, and yeah. you know you may love it and you may cherish it and you may think about this weird home invasion comic that's all one image sure. over and over again or you may look at it and be like these guys didn't feel like drawing <laughs> you know and i mean i feel like that's the same luck that you get with parents you know yeah. you know i think that's a big actually that i mean you saying that and i think that a big part of it too is just like which might be a bit of like uh <laughs> strange uh like maybe narcissism like just uh thinking about how people perceive your work too mm-hmm. like i'm always interested in how other people um, look at my shit. Um, not not in the sense like I I need I need that like <laughs> like hey that looks great but I'm I just like to fucking know what people think about it or what someone gets out of it is incredibly fascinating. Yeah, uh, the the thing that always trips me out is like I feel like the shit I make is the most transparent me thing that has ever existed. Like yeah, yeah. Joan is like everybody me. Everybody else is like it doesn't yeah, make it's so fucking sure. weird. Like, the book 
is the action hospital like it is about me like straight up and when people are like how did you come up with this that jaws it's always so bizarre and in some ways really sweet and beautiful because now that means that joan is kind of her own person and like these stories and weird puns that i thought of at three in the morning of like i'm I'm gonna make a Death Wish comic, and his name's gonna be Cursey, but spelled with a C. Like those jokes, probably most people don't give a shit about, and they just think it's this weird comic about a fucking wizard guy. Yeah, sure. Um, and I think that that's really, it makes the experiences when people actually do see it so much yeah, more yeah. potent. Yeah, I think that's a, another really gross thing I probably think about is like the weird shit I bury into like say Hollow Mountain mm-hmm. that I'm pretty sure there like even if say like it just s- somehow became Jay-Z big <laughs> one day, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, the blueprint. Then, then, <laughs> then it's like I and I still there's plenty of shit I don't think anybody would ever find in it you know but it's just like a weird gross thing where I'm just like oh man it'd be really cool if someone found that one day and be weird you know I kind of even had that as a little kid I would have that I had that as a little kid but in really strange ways so I would take my books like uh, I had this one issue I had this one uh, g- copy of Robinson Crusoe and I was obsessed with Robinson Crusoe as a kid and I would I took it and I was like someday if someone ever needs to make a clone of me, I'm going to put my gonna DNA... you are going to find all that semen in No, no, I, I, no, straight up. I, I, I took my, uh, my finger and I, like, ran it around my mouth and I, like, put it in the, the binding of the book where I was, like... Which sounds so strange, but when I was seven, it's, like, in the future. You were just building up to planting all your comic seeds. Yeah, I guess, but, I, like, I, that idea... on shit <laughs> On it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So I don't even. I've kind of that's, forgot that that happened. Cool, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I I thought that that like that was a thing when I was a little kid yeah. of like someday someone will find these things. Yeah, I wish I could just be spitting on books and <laughs> be a lot easier than comics. I know, it would take so much less time. Yeah, Jesus, what's an easier way to spread my seed? <laughs> <laughs> Spit in this comic. Just impregnate women. <laughs> <laughs> With books, <laughs> mind mind pregnate. I don't either. I don't either. I don't either. Um, you have any uh, any closing marks about what you'd like to uh, say about Hollow Mountain or anything else? Uh, I don't know. Just keep look out. Again, the URL is insidehollowmountain.com. Uh, if you follow that, um, you'll be up to date on Hollow Mountain. There will be a Kickstarter coming up, um, and that Kickstarter. And that publication will involve Mr. Dave Baker, <laughs> so you get both of us. Yeah. Uh, so. And what's your what's you your personal website? Huh? What's your personal website? My my personal website is wet brain dot com. That's not wet like dash the word brain, but the hyphen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I mean, I'm sure everyone probably already knows this, but. My uh, my webcomic is theactionhospital.com, and you can find my other books at spectreisland.bigcartel.com. And right here at Meltdown And Comics. right here at Meltdown Comics! <laughs> 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 oh, thanks for being on the show, Austin! <laughs> no problem. Thank you, Dave. Uh, you're welcome. Always a pleasure, Mr. Uh, Dave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Creative presence. <laughs> I'm in a doctor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Spitting in this book. <laughs> Yeah, we did a thing. Are we done? Yeah, I think so. Cool. Unless man. you have other things you want to say. No, I'm done. Are we still recording? <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Aristotle. Zing, zing, zing. Zing, zing, zing. Zing, zing, zing. Zing, zing, zing. Zing, zing, zing.